1: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.
2: Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley.
3: And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food and drinks on Highway 13, Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. Today we take an in-depth look at grain markets this winter with FarmLink Marketing Solutions Senior Market Analyst Neil Townsend. He goes over the wheat market in detail and then talks about canola and pulse crops in part two. Real Agriculture has a look at cattle markets with Wasco. We also have a harvest wrap on crops in the southeast and a look at the APAS Mentorship Program. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1 800 324 7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank call Mazank 306 721 6667. A market analyst sees wheat prices peaking near the end of the year at over $12 a bushel. Neil Townsend with Farmlink Marketing Solutions says demand remains strong for spring wheat, with production down in North America and Russia.
4: I think the outlook's pretty good for wheat. Uh, You know, the the bottom line is that uh, Canada and the U.S. had short crops of key wheat categories like spring wheat, white wheat, and durum wheat. And the other country that also had sort of some, you know, a drag on their yield was Russia. And when you combine that, it just means that sort of the harder, better quality wheat is in shorter supply. And uh, that's going to really keep prices high. And even overall wheat, if we start talking about, you know, Ukraine, the European Union, and all those other countries, like they had okay crops, but I mean, the demand is strong enough that there's a deficit between demand and supply in terms of exportable surpluses. So optimistic on wheat prices. One challenge to get through will be uh, a big Australian crop, but actually a higher proportion of the Australian crop is already sold, a lot of it to China. So, uh, you know, that kind of uh, mitigates, uh, how much damage they'll do in other markets
3: around the world in terms of dropping the price. So, Farmgate, Saskatchewan, what's the price outlook this winter? Well,
4: I think we're going to be selling uh, the bulk of the wheat at uh, prices above $11. Uh, you know, it's going to vary a little bit, and and we did get some sort of unfortunate you know lack of support, say, from the U.S. corn S&D because the yield there was going up. But again, I, I still think that wheat's going to be strong throughout the years. And, and the likelihood of us trading, say, below 10 is less likely than us trading uh, closer to 12. So I think there's, on on a balance of probabilities, there's more upside than downside. But again, things are highly variable. And uh, one thing I would say, Jim, is that, it, you know, right now with every product that's being sold, it's marketing under conditions of extreme uncertainty. I mean, there's a lot of... Uh, Issues with uh, energy costs, with, uh, you know, logistics, with uh, finding labor to drive trucks or to stock shelves, all those kinds of things. So, I mean, you know, we can, we can talk about prices sort of in isolation, but I mean, we should expect to see, uh, you know, lots of uncertainty and, and a lot of volatility as we go forward with all prices.
3: So when will wheat prices peak?
4: Well, I mean, wheat prices tend to have, uh, you know, once we sort of digest, the world digests the Australian crop and then focuses on the fact that there's no supply recharge really until, you know, the winter wheat crops uh, start to get harvested in later summer. So I, I think that the prices are going to peak sort of uh, in the December period once and then uh, sort of towards the end of the year, there's a potential for them to go higher and even much higher if there's uh, concerns about key crops such as the Russian winter wheat crop or or even if we have run into trouble with the North American winter wheat crop or there's planting problems or drought situations in uh, North America, once again, we'd see the local basis in, in uh, North America really uh, react to concerns about the 2022 crop.
3: Right now, wheat prices at the elevator are about $11.30 a bushel. What will they reach, do you think? What's your expectation, say you said in December or somewhere around then?
4: Well, I mean, again, it's it's all relative because I'm not sure where where they will start when they rally again. But I I think we're going to be uh, we're going to have periods of time where we market wheat over twelve dollars a bushel. And I would say December is one prime candidate as a period of time where we'll see some of the stronger prices as people reassess what they need and try to get out ahead of uh, demand cycles and stuff like that in in terms of uh, getting their calendar 2022 needs starting to be met
3: neil townsend is a market analyst with farmlink marketing solutions coming up he outlines the outlook for canola and pulse crops back to saskatchewan agriculture today with jim smalley on 620 ckrm this portion is brought to you by prairie six inch eavesdrops an inch makes a big difference prairie and Farmtronics in Regina, your farm electronics specialists. From moisture testers to security cameras, keeping your farm running productively and efficiently since 1977. 380 Henderson Drive. A grain market analyst expects canola prices to remain very strong this winter. Neil Townsend with FarmLink Marketing Solutions says the current canola price of $20 a bushel could go higher. Optimistic
4: as well on canola. I mean, canola is certainly part of the broader bigger oil seed complex, and there's two divergent forces going on in the oil seed complex. One is that soybeans look to be a little bit more abundant, uh, either bigger crop coming in the U.S. than maybe was expected. Um, a lot of optimism about the potential for the Brazilian crop. Keep in mind that one is just getting planted and is a long way away from harvest, so a lot can go on there. And then China has been relatively quiet, although in the last few weeks they've really started in days even they've started to perk up and it looks like uh, you know bigger uh, quantities of beans are going to be traded from the US into China than you know it being been re- relatively sluggish in September there but the other thing though is just the broader oilseed market continues to show really really strong signs of growth and strong signs of demand uh, we've seen record palm oil prices so canola is well supported and then of course canola we've had just you know a disastrous crop in Canada overall very small and you know we're talking 13 million tons when you know domestic usage for crush is like it wants to be 11 million tons can't be this year but you know it's it's a very strong so that leaves very little exportable surplus and I don't think most of the customers are aware that you know they're aware of a drought but they're not aware that They are the customer that's going to be eliminated from contention. Obviously, China remains somewhat murky in terms of their policy, in terms of their demand and all that. But yeah, just the main thing is that there's more demand than there is physical Canadian canola supply. So prices are going to be well supported. And again, I think, like, you know, there's a stronger likelihood of trading at $28 a bushel than there is at $16 a bushel. So you know, we're we've got strong prices now, but I don't see any particular reason to start to sell. Uh we're not selling and I, I just think prices have to go higher.
3: That's a fair jump, of course. What's your outlook on pulses?
4: Yeah, I mean I, I will clarify I'm not saying that necessarily our target price is twenty eight. I just meant that like it has a stronger chance of trading at twenty-eight than at
3: trading at sixteen. So where do you think it will really reach? It's at twenty dollars, a little over twenty dollars. At the elevator, just currently.
4: If I had to get, say a price that we have in mind, it would be like uh, you know between twenty four and twenty five dollars. We think we'll we'll trade meaningful amounts of canola in those prices. Again, we're reevaluating each and every day, but right now those are some of the prices that we think should be available for canola. We have to digest sort of the U.S. soybean crop, and we have to get through sort of a little bit of canola that the Australians have to sell. But you know, there's just It's incontrovertible. There's more demand than there is supply in Canada. We need to kill more demand off. What
3: about the pulse crops?
4: Well, you know, the pulse crops are are very interesting as well. Obviously, damaged by drought. So, you know, smaller pea crops, smaller lentil crop. Demand is being pretty good. Uh, uh, Pulses have also been, you know, extremely impacted by um, the logistical problem. So anything that goes in a container is going to be, you know, fighting to get containers and fighting to have that type of access to, to markets. But, you know, demand seems to be very solid. And, I mean, again, we have to kill off demand because we just simply don't have the supplies available for, for all the customers who might want it.
3: What about Durham, the outlook there?
4: Well, yeah, Durham is, is, is one of our tighter S&Ds, and it's one of the tighter supply and demand balances around the world. We get a double sort of advantage in Canada. One is that the US had a very, very small crop, so that's gonna increase their import demand while simultaneously reducing their export potential. And, you know, again, one of the question marks would be like a country like, you know, Algeria or Tunisia, like, you know, they they prefer Durham, but you know, they're cost sensitive in some ways. But, you know, again, Durham has got that support in the fact that, you know, obviously it's much, much more expensive than than wheat, but wheat has been accelerating in price as well. So it's not necessarily as big of a discount as it might otherwise be. So we've seen actually like the demand from these places still remain, you know, relatively strong and uh and very little competition in the export market for Canada. So, you know, there's just again, it's it's one of those markets that unless people absolutely stop eating derms, stop wanting to eat pasta or couscous or whatever or try to make an alternative recipe that doesn't use uh, semolina or durum i mean you know there's more open demand and and little durum in canada to satisfy that demand and exports have been remarkably strong to start the year so you know we've already exported uh over 20% of what we expect to export in the whole year and I mean, this is not usually the case early in October, right, uh, you know, this is where we're just ramping up and we sold probably more as well. So it's it's an interesting dynamic. And again, I think Durham prices are in close to $20 right now and, and we would be looking for Durham prices 22 plus, 23 plus to probably move tangible amounts into the market.
3: Neil Townsend is a senior market analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions.
2: Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney, brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire Dealers on The Source, 620 CKRM. This is your
0: realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio, and I'm joined right now by Ann Wasco the Gateway Livestock Exchange for another edition of the Beef Market Update. Give us an update oh, right now on some of these numbers. Start with the cash market.
5: Yeah, well, you're right, it's flying along here. Markets south of the border, kind of mostly steady, a little bit firmer maybe in the north. 124, we're calling the live cattle in the south, 124, 125 in the north, uh, steady to a buck higher. A little bit, um, still seeing this cutout drop off a wee bit. 280 was the close last night on the choice. That's off a nickel from last week. But when you think about, is this now good value? Does it have to drop much more? If you, in the last two months, Sean, we've seen this cutout drop over 60 bucks, 100. I think we're finding a spot here where as we head into, you know, last quarter and uh, the holiday seasons ahead, that I I do think that this is going to be a what we'll call it a, a good a better value piece mm-hmm. to uh, for buyers to kind of step into the market. So that's what I'm going to anticipate. That yeah, the cutout's off, but I do think we're we're finding some some support pretty quick here. It, Locally, just, oh sorry, going. Well, I was going to say
0: a bit of a pause then on that cutout number while it sort of decides going into the U.S. Thanksgiving. Which in U.S.
5: Thanksgiving, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it can be a decent beef time period, right? Oh, Sean, between uh, from the end of November through to that Christmas, New Year's time frame, often is one of their best demand periods for beef uh, for the year. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're certainly anticipating, you know, strong support. Do we get to the levels we saw earlier this year? Maybe not. Those were, you know, pretty extreme. But given some of the other things we're going to talk about today and trade being one of them, um, there, there are some arguments for some support going forward here on, the, on wholesale prices. Okay, Canadian cash numbers. Yeah, Canadian cash, I wish there was new news somewhere along the line here, but also pretty much steady. 264 dressed in Alberta, pretty quiet on the cash trade. Um, So live market last week we were averaged around 157, so I suspect our numbers will be close to that. Just that we hadn't talked about basis, Sean, so I thought I'd just mention these levels are about two to three over. The five-year average for this time of year for Alberta basis is one to two under. So it's it's still a positive basis story here in 2021. It's not that extreme like we were talking in the first half of the year, but it's still a, it's still a positive basis. And just to finish off on our, um, Canadian cash, Ontario market also looking steady at 270 draft. Is that Canadian, those Canadian cash numbers, they, are they relatively flat then for the last several weeks? Hmm, yep. If you recognize recognize those numbers, that's exactly why. Let's talk about the feeder market. Well, one of the things I did want to point out today, Sean, was, um, you know, we've talked about how the fall, quote, fall run started so much earlier, i.e. July the 1st this year because of the drought. And when I go um, add up the auction market volumes in Western Canada from July 1 to to current, we are up about 56% uh, compared to both last year and 2019. So, you know, what you found It was certainly happening. You know, the run did start early. Internet volumes are certainly slowing up today over the last few weeks. But that also makes sense because so many more cattle moved earlier on those video sales than, than what we've seen typically in Canada. In terms of prices, um, the feeder market in in terms of the yearling prices, pretty much, you know, year-go levels, awful close to that. Seasonally, we saw that market, you know, trend higher through June, July, and August, kind of made its high early September, and and the market's um, coming off those levels a little bit today. Calf market, a little different story. We've lost about 8 to $10 in the last couple of weeks here in Alberta. Still very close to year ago levels. So, you know, last week's average um, in, in Alberta was talking around 550 weights at 215. So that's the numbers uh, today. But again, feeling like we've got a little more pressure ahead. <laughs> okay, so sort this out for me.
0: Feeder market similar to last year. Feed costs are substantially higher. Canadian dollar is around eighty-one cents, or just short thereof. What does the feeder, what does the cattle feeder know that I don't know?
5: <laughs> they're an optimistic crowd, those guys. <laughs> 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 and I hope they're right, Sean. You know, certainly the futures market is is anticipating or telling us that. Uh, you know it thinks prices are going to be better for north american cattle prices in 2022 and and so that's where the optimism is coming from
0: this has been your real agriculture update you can find out more
2: about this issue or many others at real agriculture it's your agro weather forecast
3: on the source 620 ckrm the official 620 ckrm farm weather is brought to you by shepherd realty in regina specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today mainly sunny, wind northwest 20, increasing to 40 this afternoon, the high 17, the low 0. Tomorrow, clearing early in the afternoon, wind north 20, the high 8 degrees, the low minus 7. Wednesday, sunny, the high 7 degrees, the low minus 6. Thursday, sunny, the high plus 8, the low minus 5. Friday, sunny, the high plus 9, the low minus 3. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high plus 9, the low minus 1. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 11 degrees. Normal high for this date is 10, the normal low minus 4. The sun rose at 7.26. This morning it sets at 6.01 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, it's a tie at Cornac and Broadview at 19 degrees. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay, plus 1. Estevan is 15, Saskatoon 11, Swift Current 8. Weyburn, 15. Yorkton is 17. Regina, partly cloudy in 13. That's 55 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest at 24. Humidity is 48%. The rising, 100.7. Partly cloudy in Moose Jaw, 12 degrees. Winds are from the west-northwest at 33. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy in 13. That's 55 Fahrenheit This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalauctions.com And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. Harvest is virtually complete in southeast Saskatchewan, with many farmers enjoying better than average yields. The crop extension specialist in Weyburn, Sherry Roberts, says a few fields of flax, corn and soybeans remain to be combined in the southeast.
6: Except for a few fields of flax that are still out there and, of course, a few corn fields and soybean fields, uh, we're we're done.
3: (laughs) How would you describe harvest this fall?
6: I'm still saying in the southeast, the majority of producers have said that they have gotten average to above average yields, majority
3: of them. What are some of the yield numbers?
6: Well, I was listening to uh, Marlena Borsch at a webinar the other day, and she was talking about the average Durham yield for Saskatchewan this year is going to come in at 19 bushels to the acre. Well, the few producers that I've been able to get to uh, tell me about some of their yields, I do know some of these gentlemen are going 22 to 25 on their Durham. So we are looking at above average yields in this part of the province. Uh, I know a lot of guys with their peas. Some of them were going 40. I know some guys with their soybeans were talking that they felt they were going to go 40 to 50. Now, whether they really made those numbers, I haven't had a chance to get back to them yet. But I do know that I'm still seeing an awful lot of grain bags down here in the southeast.
3: What was the drought's main impact this year?
6: I would say on pastures and the hay fields really took a hit. And, of course, you know, we did with canola. A lot of Some guys in those dry spots where we, they didn't get the rain, I mean, and sadly, like I said, that's southwest of of Radville. Down in the Estevan area, there's a spot. Still, that area northeast of Kipling, and I have friends out here at Kium. They they just watched the rain clouds draw, go by, like during the 30s, and, and they didn't get a drop. So, it's all over the board down here. But for those guys that got moisture, they're smiling. And the quality was really good. That's the other thing. I know of guys that are they, they're hitting. Uh, they had oats crops. Where they were at 61 pounds uh, to the bushel, and they were grading them number one.
3: How's water supplies?
6: Well, a little bit better after that all-day rain that we had last week, but they're still. I mean, we're not going to take. We're not going to turn down any moisture down here. There are areas where the dugouts are are, are down significantly. There are also areas where the small sloughs they're, they're gone. I mean, even in Glen Avon where we've had quite a bit of rain all season long. A lot of the small sloughs are gone. They've, they've worked them up, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We really do need, I would like to have a whole bunch more fall rain before we go into the snow season. We'll hope, hopefully that's what we'll get.
3: Was there much bailed for feed this summer?
6: Yes. A lot of producers really came through for their livestock friends in this province, and they bailed up an awful lot of straw. I saw a lot of straw, and I saw an awful lot of uh, green feed get bailed up, and I do know that folks like Grain Millers, they're scrambling for oats because a lot of it did end up getting uh, put up for green feed. And hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to sustain the livestock numbers in this province. I, I think we'll be able to do it because a lot of crop guys came through, and another thing that a lot of crop guys have been doing is they've been allowing grazing now on this second regrowth that's come along. And if you haven't done that yet, consider that, producers, grain producers. I know you've got a lot of second growth out there that's coming. Some of their cereal fields, Check it for nitrates first. But think about kicking out to putting up a electric fence and, and, and letting your, your buddies come in and, and drop their cows in there for a while so they can have some extended grazing here before we get into the brutal cold of winter.
3: The newer crops, soybeans and corn, how have they fared in the southeast?
6: Oh, corn was fantastic this year. It of course loves heat. A couple of fields in particular, they really were nailed by grasshoppers, which is you know another issue we had down here in certain areas. But other parts of the southeast, there was some beautiful looking corn. I haven't seen such nice corn since I've come here because of course corn loves heat, and then we got the moisture to go with it, and the the yields were there. Soybeans, like I said, uh, a lot of guys were very happy. There weren't that many acres of them put in down here in the southeast this year, but the fields that I did go out and survey were in real good condition. I didn't notice any real horrible disease issues, and uh, they all had a lot of pods on them.
3: Sherry Roberts is the crop extension specialist in Weyburn. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard big on service. com. The Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan has announced that Farm Credit Canada will be the sponsor of the APAS Youth Leadership and Mentorship Program for 2021 22. Ian Boxall is a vice president with APAS.
7: It's a program that APAS has been running for several years, where we take five young producers between the age of 18 and 40, and we we show them the ropes, I guess, on on policy development and and how to lobby for you know policy changes within agriculture. So, you know, I think we're very excited to be having FCC on board with this program. We feel it has been important for years and it's great to have recognition from other industry leaders that they see that, you know, educating and uh, mentoring our youth is important for the agriculture sector.
3: Boxall outlines the selection process for the five participants.
7: So we have a, we have a written application. Um, They fill out a uh, fill out an application on why they want to be involved in the program, what they see, you know, is important in agriculture and issues that they, they see are important, and, and we pick from those applicants uh, on which the five will be.
3: Boxall highlights this year's group.
7: We have five candidates that have been selected this year. It's Glenn Mulholland from the arm of MacKillop, Cody Tatarin from the arm of Bon Accord, Brett Spray from the arm of Hazeldale, Sarah Legui from the arm of Wellington, and Madison Inglot from the arm of Walmart.
3: Boxall was a part of the group several years ago and now is a mentor.
7: You betcha. So I was in the group that first went through the program, I believe in 2014 15, um, and it is dear to my heart. I didn't realize at the time, before I went through the program, just how much work there are producers out there doing on behalf of the Agriculture in this province and in this country, and that really hit home to me, and and made me even want to get involved even more after seeing the work that these people do on behalf of all of us. So I think it's important to educate, you know, producers so that we continue to have this this proper lobby effort in Saskatchewan for issues
3: that are important to us here. Ian Boxall is a vice president with APAS. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on the Source six twenty CKRM market update is brought to you by nelson gm in assiniboia and avonlea with new inventory arriving daily they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle proudly serving southern saskatchewan for over 60 years see nelson gm today and western ag professional agronomy if you want to make cropping decisions with confidence visit growmoreprofit.com grain prices were mixed in early trading today viterra prices for canola rose 330 at 888.82 Oats rose 1050 at 45603. Number one red spring wheat went down 74 cents at 413.44. The rest were unchanged. Durham 682.53. Feed barley 324.65. Flax 1389.88. Lentils $1,007.50. Yellow peas 544.89. Feed wheat 261.65. At Minneapolis, hard red spring wheat for December fell one and three quarter cents at nine sixty seven a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest Livestock Quotes.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee Crowley bringing the market report from Heartland and SwiftCard. We had 7,500 cattle and Offer last week, including cows and calves. Here are the quotations: D one and two cows were 70 to, 70 to eighty. D three cows sixty to seventy. Good bulls a dollar to a dollar fifteen. Medium eighty five to a dollar. Steers three to four hundred pounds steer calves two twenty five to two ninety. Four to, pounds, to five hundred pounds two twenty five to two fifty. Five six hundred pounds two ten to two hundred twenty five, six hundred to seven hundred pounds, two dollars to two ten. Seven eight hundred pounds one hundred eighty five to two hundred five. Heifer calves three to four hundred pounds were one hundred ninety to two hundred thirty a pound, four to five hundred pounds, one hundred ninety to two hundred two, five to, 600 pounds, 180 to six hundred pounds, one hundred eighty to two hundred one, six seven hundred pounds, one hundred sixty five to one hundred eighty, seven eight hundred pounds, one hundred fifty five to one hundred seventy three. Eight hundred and fifty pounds, a thousand pounds, one forty-five to one sixty-eight. This is Lee Crowley bringing the market report direct from Heartland
3: and Swift Carton. Latest pork prices: one ninety-two twenty-six per ckg. Coming up, the resource report.
2: This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on six twenty CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley.
3: Now the resource report brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. And brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. This week is Business Development Week and the province is pointing to the important contributions from small business. Small businesses are those with less than 50 employees and account for 99% of the 150,000 business enterprises in the province. Trade and Export Development Minister Jeremy Harrison says small businesses are active in virtually every sector of the economy, providing vital jobs, products, and services. Last year, small businesses employed 30% of Saskatchewan's workers and paid out almost $6.8 billion in wages, 25% of the province's total payroll. Small businesses generated 29% of the province's GDP. The province pointed to several tax initiatives in support of small business and efforts to reduce red tape and remove the barriers to business growth. On the markets, the TSX is up 27 points at 20,955. The Dow has fallen 24 points at 35,270. Oil is down 28 cents at 81.45 a barrel. The Canadian dollar has fallen 1 one-hundredth of a cent at 80.86 cents U.S., that's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit gowancanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today